you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? We welcome you into the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here with you. Coming in a little short-handed today. No whiz kick from Wisconsin. Alex Gellhart. Shockingly, his Packers get eliminated from the playoffs and the postseason contention. All of a sudden, Alex Gellhart, nowhere to be found. Wow. Is that a coincidence? Yeah. Uh, There's some cor- correlation. Don't think, so. yeah. don't think it's coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence either. Yeah. He's a late scratch. You know He's like I mean? a, he, uh, he got, you know, Hogan or whatever. <laughs> right, exactly. Unexpectedly. Uh, inactive. Today, but that's okay. We got uh, the not the whiskey from Wisconsin. We West Virginia's finest. Too many W's here. Uh, we have Matt Harmon. What's you could on? stop calling me West Virginia. No, I don't. Well, it's from there. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be fair to you because you know <laughs> you, you, it's you, not on brand. You know, it's it's not fair to you because you know you are representing the great state of West Virginia. I, I don't want to take that away from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So ridiculous. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm uh, I guess you didn't ask, but I'm good. Thanks oh, okay, for good, good, good. Perfect. Uh, we also have Matt Franciscovich. The franchise is in the building. What's up? What up, man? How you doing, pal? Doing good. Yeah. I'm only in one league still, so. Yeah, me Same. too. Same. Yeah, me too. I- I'm fighting for third place in a different league, but that's well, not nearly as exciting. Who cares? Yeah. It's funny cuz cuz I didn't even set waivers. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, third place, yeah. Who cares? It's like, yeah. Oh, okay, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of like uh Remember the episode of the now defunct uh, and blackballed hipster podcast that we did yes. with the coffee, and Co was there for that when oh, we did the yeah. French press oh. versus the pour over. You're right. That was fun. This is the pour over episode. Throwback. This is yeah. Unfortunately, now we're just drinking like the office coffee. Yeah, yeah. which I, which is which is fine. But definitely not the same quality. I'm, I'm actually surprised. You don't have your Yeti here. You're well, drinking out of a, a, a plebeian paper well, cup. Yeah, so yeah, that's why not that very is. sustainable, bro. Right, I, and I get it. <laughs> I get it. But so why that is is because it's freaking cold It is here. cold. Like, yes. it's not just, leg- not just like 
oh, wait, it's, it's not perfect, you know, it's in L.A., and I'm, well, wait, I'm well, too cold. It's, like, legitimately cold. Well, I don't know. It, what, it is Cal- it's California Isn't cold. that a reason I, to bring your Yeti? To no, keep well, because, your drink warm? Yeah, but because, like, I didn't want to drink. I was like, I don't want to drink my cold brew while I'm walking in this morning because it's cold. Why am I going to drink more cold things? I see. So I was just like, I'll just leave it at home. What do I care? I got it. And I, I have another. I have another. What, what are you? What it's are not. You, are you slandering me? Paper cups, not <laughs> no. sustainable. It's not sustainable. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> no, it's not sustainable. It's very true. Producer Chris in the building. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Lose yeah. my voice a little bit today. So yeah? I feel like a very smooth DJ. Well, right too bad. Now. You're going to have to pick that up with okay. some of the analysis. All right. All right. There you go. Perfect. Let's <laughs> drop some takes with Gelhars. <laughs> we are going to get to get most damn games today. We're going to talk about that Minnesota Green Bay game coming up on a Saturday. Please set your lineups. It's on Saturday. Uh, we have plenty of other games we're going to get to as well. Seattle taking on Dallas. How about the Monday night affair? You know the French is going to get in on Pittsburgh at Houston. The it's going to be a bonanza is it? on Houston. Oh, yeah. that 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 is what it's going to be a bonanza on. Yeah. I, uh, I would imagine yes. so. But it is Big Ben on the road. Big Steelers ben. on the road. Ooh. Ooh. This is a competing narratives here. Let's go. This is it is true. I mean, we can talk about when we get to this game. My step yes. my stepdad was asking me last night. He's like, okay. "Why is it that the Steelers are just never as good as they should be?" And I said, "It's because they blow <laughs> oh, games the on the road against bad teams <laughs> or whatever every year." I was like, "I think it's something in yeah. the DNA of the Mike Tomlin and and his and I didn't even think about it, but he's like, "Well, they're playing on the road against the the Texans and TJ Yates." And I was like, Oh God, that is a game. Oh God, oh, God! If they if they lose this game, it's not that they're going to lose, but they're going to look terrible. That I could see that oh. happening. But we'll get to that game. Okay. I did. I did Later see on. her some like some whispers on on the internet. <sighs> whispers on the from fantasy Twitter that it's yeah. actually it's actually only in non prime time road games that Ben is bad. Oh well, they've been oh. in prime time for like seven months straight. Right. <laughs> but like historically, when they play on the road in prime time, then they get up for that. But it's like I the see. one o'clock games that they I don't see. play well. They're asleep. So maybe because right. so I don't know. We got we got a lot of calculations La- to run through. Yep, clearly. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Speaking of calculations that we do have to compute. How about the revenge games? It's the week of revenge. So many. So much revenge in this week 16. I love it. We're going to be talking about Marvin Jones versus Cincinnati. Chris Hogan, Mike Gillisley versus Buffalo. And a few other names that I'm sure you don't either A, care about, or B, knew that it was revenge. But we're going to get into it anyways. It doesn't matter. What constitutes as a revenge? You have to be cut? Do you have to be cut from the team? I think you have to be cut from that team. No, no, you just have Marvin to. You, you have to. Cut, you have to. Oh, that's played, true. You just have to have, have played, played for, for the. Have played. Just the, have played true. before and well, let go in free agency. I, or whatever. And I think that's. And I think that's true because when I think about when I think about like Deshaun Jackson, who's like the greatest revenge game player ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of. You know, I think he does get up for the former teams that he played for, regardless of whether oh, yeah. or not he got cut or traded or signed in free agency. So, that would be my takeaway. But he and he but he had a pretty. St- Sad ending with in Philadelphia. Eagles. Yeah. So yeah. you he wanted to go and stick it to. Oh, them. you knew he was going to come out gangbusters. Yeah. In that look, game. the definition of the revenge game pretty nebulous. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. It, it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anthony Lynn has a revenge game against the New York Jets. Spent six seasons there. Oh, Rex Ryan. Oh man, he's Damn, coming back. Baby. Put it on the radar. Yeah. That's okay. A good point. Add, add I like one. it. Add another bullet point. Okay. Judges. Like Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> but we're going to start a show as we always do with our top. Fantasy headlines. News. News, news. news. Come on, participate, Harmon. I don't want to participate. News, news, news. Shocking. Um, <laughs> here we go. Aaron Rodgers put on IR. Rodgers. It's Brett Hundley time. 
again. Mm. Cool. Probably another reason why we're not seeing Alex Gelhar here. He doesn't want to get into that factory of sadness. Very sad. He's busy crying. <laughs> uh, related, Devontae Adams did not practice because of his concussion on Wednesday. It's still a little too early on Thursday to figure out whether or not uh, he practiced today. But if he doesn't go, if he doesn't go, and I'm not exactly sure that he will play, because remember he took that concussion from uh, Thomas Davis uh, later in that ball game. So uh, if he doesn't go... Are you guys in on Jordy Nelson? No. This is Devontae Adams' <laughs> second concussion, th- concussion this year, too, because remember he took that nasty hit. Yes. That's right. From, yes. Oh, and look at that. Just right now we just got an email. Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams won't play versus Vikings. Oh, so whoa. there we go. You know Boom. for sure. Wow. There it is. Oh, look okay. at that timing. I love it. Austin from the news desk. Shout out to him. What Thanks, a, buddy. W- way to go. Uh, but it. So he won't play. Um, that's kind of to be expected. I Dang. actually wouldn't be surprised if, if they even maybe consider shutting him down too for the, for the rest of the yeah. year because they don't have anything to play for. You know, you don't want to mess around with concussions. Yeah. He's had a breakout season anyways. I, think he's uh, I was going to say, I wonder if I wonder if he wants to shut it down because yeah. he's entering free agency and all of those things. That's true. That's true. Um, but anyways, yeah. So if if he's out and he was remember he was kind of the one guy that actually stabilized his value he even did. with Brett Hundley yep. back there. Hunley and Jordy Nelson really showed no communication uh, when they when he was on the field. Hunley cannot throw into tight windows, which is what Jordy Nelson needs. He needs that sort of timing, anticipation, like this is the exact right moment I need to hit this route. Uh, Hunley doesn't have that. No. So, no, doesn't matter that Adams is out there. I mean, the targets are ha- going to have to go somewhere. But right. um, I-, I think they could go to Cobb, who who got 14 last week, which was pretty outrageous. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I would actually be more – you know, I'd be more interested in him in like a deep contrarian play than Jordy Nelson. How about yeah. Geronimo Allison? Do we go Geronimo Allison? Danger zone? Is that what we're doing? I just think if you're going to pick on the Vikings defense, you don't want to pick on their outside coverage. You'd probably want to pick on the middle of the field. Don't and you? Even but, then, it's, but I was going to say, don't you feel as if it's going to be an Xavier Rhodes v. Jordy Nelson? I mean, who else is going to? I mean, you know yeah, what? No, as a matter of fact, he, I wonder if he even shadows. You think he just stays on the on his normal side of the field? Even last, well, earlier this season. Because uh, this was a game in which Rodgers got hurt, so yeah. when they went into it game planning for the full Packers onslaught, uh, Rhodes was tracking Adams around in that yeah, game. So that's what I'm saying. I I don't think they re- clearly they don't respect whatever Jordy Nelson has left, or at least that's what you yeah. You but take no, away from that. but no Devonte Adams. So uh, yeah, I get it. No, I the get clear, it. I think the clear number one wide receiver would probably be Jordy Nelson. I, if yeah, if, I get it. If Xavier Rhodes wants to shut him down. That's what I'm saying though. Like they, you might just see them have him play sides. Yeah, like he's he's done I, that. Yeah, he's yeah. done that before. Yeah, it's not like he's games. a purely tracking player. They yeah. come in with different game plans for different teams. In week one, they didn't track Michael Thomas around right. the field with Rhodes. They just left him on one side. Those exactly. two matched up more often than not. Anyways, but if, but still, if you're playing in week 16, mm-hmm. it's probably a good chance you don't have Jordy Nelson on your roster. That's well. Hmm, let me think about that because I in my in my because he's just been so bad. He's not so anything. or he's been on your bench. Well, here's the thing. So in my in my championship team, it's a 14 yeah. team league. Mm-hmm. I had A B, and um, and so obviously he's gone. And I do have Jordy Nelson on that on that roster, and I actually am not playing him. I think I'm playing Cooper Cup. Oh, I would much rather play Cup than Jordy Nelson. Ugh. I think it's at least I a guess. coin flip to me. I mean, because with Robert Woods back, Hundley and it's... Nelson have shown no no chemistry, and yeah. the Vikings are like the best defense in the league. Hundley got gonna... absolutely suffocated against the Vikings. Yeah, in week four, the three interceptions, 
Yeah. He did come in true. like, you know, cold. they didn't game cold. plan yeah, him it was to cold. start. Yeah, he came But cold. still, the Vikings defense has just been so good. I, w- I don't want anything to yeah. do with that. Any think, of these Packers players, maybe Jamal Williams for the volume. But. All right, fair enough. Uh, how about Ezekiel Elliott, man? I don't know if you heard, but he's back. How about him? Dallas Cowboys at home taking on Seattle. Todd Gurley absolutely shredded Seattle. Uh, but Zeke has not played in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Do you trust Zeke after all this time away, Matt Franchise? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, you've held on to him for this long for this specific week. Exactly. For you've this particular like, oh, reason. I'm holding on to Zeke. Yeah. If I make it to the fantasy championship, I can plug him in. He's an elite RB1. Dallas Cowboys still have a good offensive line. I mean, yeah, you're, you're starting him. And you feel good because of what Todd Gurley just did against his defense. And That's what Dallas is at home. Right. So, yes. All of those things. Yes. All right, there you go. Leonard Fournette back at practice. I put in Leonard Fournette. You know, everything because yeah. I mean, literally, it's it's ankle, foot, quad, just an entire his entire lower half is I injured. Up. Yeah, uh, but yes, he is back at practice. He is expected to play on the road versus Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers. I would imagine if you have Leonard Fournette, you are rolling him out there. There's no reason not to, right? I guess, but couple of notes here that I found interesting when uh, digging into this game for the next-gen stats matchup piece. Like, it's been so long since we've seen, like, peak Leonard Fournette. Remember, like, he still owns the top two fastest speeds for any ball carrier this year. Is that right? <laughs> Week five and six. Like, the what? Top, yeah. The top, rushing plays, right? No, for all ball carriers. Like, Over kick, Tyreek kick Hill? returns, receiving plays. Oh, yeah. Damn. 22.05 miles per hour in week five. That is terrifying. 21.76 <laughs> yeah. miles per hour. And then if you're just looking at, like, touchdown receptions, which most of these things are, like Tyreek Hill is number three, 21.6. Tyreek Hill is, like, 185 pounds. Leonard <laughs> Fournette is a giant human being. But it's been so, so that is, long. That's terrifying. Since that's we've unreal. seen, since that's we've unbelievable. seen that, that peak Leonard Fournette. And this, like, I think people would think, you know, 49ers, good, this is a good matchup. But if you really look at it over the last four weeks, San Francisco has allowed just – 248 rushing yards to running backs. Uh, that's the third fewest in the NFL yeah. in that span and just 3.06 yards per carry. So yeah. their defense has become more uh, weak in the secondary than it has up front. And I tweeted a stat the other day. I love this There one. are four teams in the NFL that haven't allowed a single touchdown to running backs in the last four weeks, not a receiving or a rushing, and San Francisco is on that list. Yeah. How crazy is that? What's that list? Did you Do you have your tweet pulled I'm, up? I'm trying to find it. Hold on a sec. Because I tell you what, man, that it was an interesting list because there it's three pretty good defenses, and you're like, okay, that makes sense, that makes sense, that makes sense. And then the Niners are on there, and you're like, whoa, wait a second, hold right. on now. And everyone thinks it's a good matchup for running backs. And because if you look at the season-long numbers that the San Francisco 49ers have put on the ground defensively, right. I, I mean, it's it, it's a great matchup. Right. But as you as you tweeted out that uh, ever since Jimmy G has basically taken um, yeah. gone under center, the, the defense has stabilized considerably. Yep. Um, so the the four teams that haven't given up, given up a single touchdown to a running back the last four weeks: the Jaguars, Bears, 49ers, and Cowboys. Think about that for a second. I mean, those are and again, those are you know even the Cowboys. You think okay, maybe they're not that great, but you know once Sean Lee is back, you know mm-hmm. there, I, they actually become quite a good rushing defense for sure. Now this is the point that I was making online in, in regards to your in regards to your tweet. How does Jimmy G stabilize the defense? Right. Well, he doesn't play defense. And a lot of times you think, well, you know, personnel is personnel. But, you know, these two things, they work together, right? right. Offense, defense, they work together. Time of possession, that certainly mm-hmm. helps the defensive numbers. Uh, and, again, just having an overall, you know, balance to your team. 
there's no there's longer sustained drives, less three and outs, um, and the defense feels like they have to make less plays too because you you know as a defensive player that hey listen my offense is going to put up some points here so we'll be okay. So I feel as if you know the the defensive players can stay in their lane a little bit. They're not pressing as much. So, so it's interesting to me when you add a good player like Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, how much that impacts not just the offense, mm-hmm. but the defense as well. And I think that tweet uh, illustrates that to a T. Not to mention, like, the 49ers, to their credit, you know, we haven't seen it much because, as you mentioned, they're constantly in negative game script. But they've invested in that front seven. I they mean, have. DeForest Buckner is a top pick of theirs. He's a mm-hmm. he's a really good player that people don't know that much about. Solomon Thomas, they took at the top of the draft He's this been a year. good player, too. Ruben Foster, when he's been healthy this That's year, right. he's been way worth the investment that they made. So That's I right. think going forward, you know, this is just an important thing to, like, not pay attention to the season-long numbers. Like, what's happening right now is more important. Yeah, uh, and I think going into next year, I think the Niners' defense will definitely – um, be a lot better from a year-long perspective than what we're seeing right now. And, and you know, the defensive side of the ball for the Niners has not been able to stay healthy either. Yeah, There have been guys Andrews. in and out of that lineup uh, all year long, which is a big reason why we're – People are going to be lining up for the, the 49ers bandwagon next year, I can already tell you. Yeah, I can already man. tell you. And I'm yeah. going to be tooting that horn, too. I'm going <laughs> to pull that string. Choo-choo, baby. Niners fans Let's have go. been through it the last few years, so they, they have. They deserve an upswing here. Yeah. It, isn't it incredible that they were able to get Jimmy G for a second-round pick? Yeah. I saw um, – what's, what's his name? Tim – K, K it starts like he's a long time. Uh, uh, Kawakami. Yes, he Kawakami. tweeted last night that his new favorite, um, sta- his new favorite like lead-in question whenever he talks like trusted NFL sources is, "What's your theory on how <laughs> the pay, how like the 49ers are able to get Garoppolo from Belichick for just a second-round pick?" And he's like, "Nobody has an answer. Nobody is able to explain." Wow. It. it is interesting. I mean, they were kind of forced into it. Quite honestly, the trade deadline was coming. Jimmy G is going to be up uh, for a contract, so. I, they had to make a move. You I mean, know we could I mean? really dig into that whole saga. Like, and my opinion on Garoppolo has come like kind of full circle because I thought it was bizarre that like that they were asking for a king's ransom. I'm like, the guys had two starts. Like, right. you, how can you, you know? And it kind of didn't shock me that it was just a second round pick. But then he's proved to be every bit worth the actual king's ransom in yeah. just three starts. So it's a very <laughs> right. funny saga. Yeah. We're getting off track from fantasy and whatever. You know but what, though, real cares? quick, I, I think the Rams 49ers is going to be the NFL's next best rival. Yes. When you talk about Shanahan and McVay, they had that, that shootout in week three. Oh, that yes. Everyone, everyone dismissed you know at right. the beginning yes. of the year. You're right. But you got Jimmy G, Jared G, Todd Gurley. <laughs> Right, you know, who, JG versus JG. Yeah, let's Niners, go. Niners may get a stud running back in the first round next year. Uh, you got two young coaches. I Arians hope they don't go Pete for. Carroll st- I hope the they don't up. go running back, man. I hope they go wide receiver. I don't, I don't think. I don't think they will. The the Shanahan, you know, that's true. Tree, right? I, I would imagine that they'll they'll find leaders, a third rounder. Yeah, they'll yeah. find somebody. Yeah, I mean, go. they like Matt Breida. Sure. And don't forget about Joe Williams, who they who Kyle Shanahan was all about, who yeah, you know is right. on IR. Yeah, exactly. Still owned in like twenty percent of NFL.com. Amazing. Leagues. Cool. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Uh Hunter Henry, the tight end for the LCH Chargers. Uh on IR. Kidney. Yeah. I mean, for kidney. a team I I mean the second lacerated kidney IR it just I don't yeah, know. Yeah, very so weird. So many random injuries happen to the Chargers, man. I just ugh. It sucks. Uh, Greg Zerline, this one was truly unexpected. Legatron. He's on IR. Sucks, man. He was, Back he was injury. the 170 fantasy points on the season. He was the number one kicker. He's the top kicker in fantasy. Yeah. He's got 30 more fantasy points than the number two kicker in Steven Goskowski. People mm-hmm. are kind of freaking out about it. I mean, 
I, fantasy owners. I sure. Mean. Yeah. Sure. He's been terrific. Yeah. He's been absolutely terrific. Joe Mixon, back at practice. Concussion. He's on track to play Sunday versus Detroit. On paper, anyways, it's a terrific matchup for running back uh, there in Cincinnati. Detroit has not been great uh, defending the run or against running backs just in general. Are you guys interested in playing Joe Mixon championship week? Nope. Nope. No, I don't think so. Didn't no? want to play him before this. Certainly don't want to play him now. And, uh, I mean, the Bengals offense, he's coming back to a worse unit than when he left it. So, yes. No. <laughs> and he wasn't an effective fantasy play before then. And the coach may or may not show up. Who knows? Sure. <laughs> True. Sure. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? It's like, hey, where's where's Marvin Lewis? Nah, he's at home. They uh, call him up. Are you coming in today, Marv? Sure. Nah, sure, sure. sure. I'm good. That was my sure. favorite quote. Yeah, that would was. you like to coach? Would you like one of the one of thirty-two? That's it. Yeah, very coveted job. Yes. Would you like to have that next year? Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm yep. gonna do that in all my professional <laughs> reviews from now on. Maybe that's like the key to, to and, ambivalence and, is the key yeah. to success. And you wonder why. The Cincinnati Bengals are not doing that well. They're the worst overall offense in the entire league. 268 yards a game. Yeah, very bad. If your head coach is checked out, I mean, yeah, you know, and you're playing for nothing. You're yeah. going into week 16. It looked like they didn't care last week, so. They're just going through the motions, yeah. man. If you watch them play, they're going through the motions. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, ankle, was in a walking boot after Monday Night Football. O.J. Howard, foot, was placed on IR as well after scoring a 30-yard touchdown. O.J. Howard, uh, to me, is going to be an interesting player going into next year. Yeah. Uh, certainly of that, there is no question. Deshaun Jackson, though, again, you know, I I don't know what his status is as of Thursday morning, but I, I wouldn't I trust him. It. Yeah. So. You know who I like, though? Who? Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Oh, like a, I, back on the radar. I don't know if you're going to be playing him, you know, in a championship game or whatever, but you know, if you play DFS or something, like I yeah. would be I'd be intrigued by Chris Godwin. He 100%. saw fifty five point nine percent of the snaps against the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously with Deshaun Jackson going down, we should see him bump up. He played ninety seven percent in that game in which uh Mike Evans was suspended against the Jets. So I, I think we should I think he should be on the field. He's a good player. Yes. Uh, and Carolina too, like I think people they're definitely like a good overall defense, but they have started to give up big games to wide receivers. I mean, even Devontae Adams got in the end zone right. last week before uh, before getting getting out, and then Randall Cobb, 84 yards and a touchdown too. Right. So very quickly, Hunter Henry, IR, O.J. Howard, IR, and this is a, a position tight end that is pretty thin overall in fantasy. There were a lot of folks that were running Hunter Henry out there and, and some folks that were running O.J. Howard out there uh, in various formats as well. Okay, so let's give the folks out there championship week a tight end play sure. possibly that is out there on waivers that you might be interested in. Garrett. That franchise. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Garrett Selleck on the 49ers. He's got 60-plus receiving yards and a touchdown in each of the last two games. That's the one. I wrote about him in my streamers article. You know, in the three starts since uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has come back, he's thrown two touchdown passes. He has. Both, both have gone to Selleck. So. And, and what I would say, too, is he has far outpaced George Kittle in yes. terms of snap count yes. now. Yes. Uh, George Kittle was the unquestioned starter for so many weeks. Right. But uh, once Jimmy G got onto the field, it was it was Garrett Selleck time. So I, I, I'm I'm all about that life, man. As a matter of fact, he was on the danger zone. Good to see him graduate. Nice. To just regular sleeper status Upgrade. Now. <laughs> Matt Harmon, you got a tight end for, for the folks out there? Yeah, I think what about Antonio Gates? Hey -o. Replacing Hunter hey Henry as a starter. I think they'll have to rely on him. Uh, the Jets have given up eight touchdowns to tight ends on the season that's yeah. tied with a bunch of teams for third most in the nfl um I, I expect gates to get out there and play a majority of the snaps now at this point with with henry gone and yeah. you know we know that 
Rivers and Gates. I mean, we saw it last. We saw it last week uh, on that Saturday night game yeah. when Gates was running uh, literally 15 miles an hour. Uh, can confirm per next gen stats uh, <laughs> and still got that touchdown. So I think we can see plenty of that. Like there's, oh, the, I think I think he's a player that like I would consider playing over guys that you've probably started all you know started to rely on the last month and a half of the season. Man, he's I don't fresh. hate it. He's fresh, yeah. <laughs> nice. He's fresh. That's as fresh as he can be at, what, 37 years old? I think yeah. his longest exactly. reception this year has been 16 yards, so it's going to be a, a red zone oh, yeah, dependent yeah. play. But I yeah, mean, I mean, that's all tight ends. Yeah, yeah right. So it's all exactly. exactly. You know, and I mean, and so you know this is a guy good. that his quarterback trusts in the red zone. Loves him. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he has faith that he's going to put it to Gates and Gates is going to come down with yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're if you're comfortable playing Jason Witten, you're comfortable playing Antonio Gates, yep. right? Yep. I mean, it's about the same. Same kind of scenario, same role in that offense. So why not? Why yeah, the hell not? Witten could have like ten catches for eighty yards, which I don't think is like in Gates's range of outcomes. But Gates is much more likely to score a touchdown. There yes. you go. All right, let's get into these revenge games. So much revenge oh, in week hell. sixteen. I love it. Uh, we'll start with our first, and, and you guys tell me if you're buying or selling the revenge game narrative, because as we all know. I mean, how can you pass a good revenge game? How can you do it? You can't. It's the overriding factor of all, of all these games. It is. True. Yes. Stats don't matter, just <laughs> revenge. Exactly. The numbers don't matter. The stats don't The matchups don't matter. It's all about revenge. True. Let's go. Marvin Jones versus Cincinnati. Revenge game. Buy or sell. I'm going to buy this one. Uh, apparently, Marvin Jones said this week that he and A.J. Green and Mohamed Sanu are, like, all still on a group text or something. Wow. With some of the other – and Andrew, Andrew Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah, like, all these the guys. The Hawk? Yeah. yeah. All, really? Like, these guys, these guys can't. Great. These guys can't let 2013 go. I love it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, I, I think this is a legit one. Not to mention, like, the – the volume has been there for Jones. Uh, Matt Stafford throws to him no matter what, even yeah. when he's tightly covered. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Jones a lot in this spot against a, a Bengals team that, like, typically they have weaknesses against tight ends, pass-catching backs, and slot receivers, uh, which has all been true this year, and their outside coverage is generally strong. But I really trust Jones in this spot. Um, and, and, again, like – I think the revenge factor is real here. I think he was a little bristled that the Bengals didn't really show any inclination Zero. to try to give him to try to bring him back. You know, I'll say this too. I feel as if, and we're reading into the tea leaves here, but uh, there is a thought that he felt like he was snubbed uh, for the Pro Bowl as well. Uh, he thought really? that he had put up enough numbers to at least garner some consideration there, and obviously he generated zero. So, so. so he's coming into this game with a Pro Bowl chip on his shoulder. A little bit. It's little a bit. revenge game against his old team who That's didn't right. want him back. That's right. And he's been a great wide receiver this year for fantasy purposes. I'm buying it. Buy it all day. Buying, buying it. Let's go. Eight all day long. Eight touchdowns on the year for Marv Jones. Yeah, gonna, 970 receiving yards. He's going to get his first 1,000-yard season. It's so great. It's pretty good impressive. to see. Good Do it. For him. Chris Hogan and Mike Gillisley. Versus Buffalo, Chris Hogan obviously dealing with the shoulder injury. Mike yeah. Gillisley has been inactive, I think, since week six or seven, or he's been inactive yeah. for a for long weeks time. And weeks. Uh, but anyways, but it, but obviously with Rex Burkhead now uh, not being available for week sixteen, it opens the door anyways for a few more Mike Gillisley touches. So I will ask you this: Chris Hogan, Mike Gillisley, revenge game? Do you buy the narrative, Matt Franchise? I'm not buying Chris Hogan because we don't even know if he's going to play. Yeah, because he he practiced last week and then Sunday morning was he was inactive yeah. or Sunday afternoon, so that was a shock. So I can't buy into Chris Hogan. Kind of buying into Mike Gillisley. Okay, really? kind of buying into Mike Gillisley. It's I mean it's obviously a risk if you're 
going with a Patriots running back who hasn't played in however many weeks. Okay. Uh, he's fresh, but, though. Hey, he's fresh. <laughs> he's fresh. You know he's healthy, but, I mean, I think Deion Lewis is going to be the guy, but you never know. Pats might throw Gillisley in, in there on a, a red zone play and be oh like, my. score a touchdown against your old team. You it know, all depends go. if Bill Belichick believes in revenge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen Gillisley. He Gilly. might. He might. I don't know. We haven't seen Gillisley since week eight against the Chargers where he took his 11 carries for a whopping 34 yards. Uh, he has oh zero. Boy. He has zero targets. Targets with the Patriots this year. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm not getting. If I'm not playing Gillisley in, in fantasy, if you have him, forget about it. Uh, I, I don't think he's been good this year. Uh, Deion Lewis has been awesome. Uh, he's ranked number two among backs with 80 plus carries and in, in next gen stats yards after close, trailing only Alvin Kamara. He's been an awesome runner this year, um, and I would hope that with Rex Burkhead out, that would open up more receiving work for Deion Lewis as well too. I see. So I, I'm really, I'm really, really excited about Deion Lewis going to this game, and really don't care give give two you know what's about the Mike Gillisley revenge. Should game. I should I go Mike Gillisley Jonas Gray bold prediction two hundo on the ground for you're insane. <laughs> really, I mean the, really the Bills feeling <laughs> yourself since uh, since that that Nate Peterman prediction. You know, you yeah. Know, no, actually, I'll it's tell going you what, in your head, man. No, no, I'll tell you what. After that one, I felt as if I had to get more reds because I felt like maybe I'm not going bold enough. Oh. You know what I mean? What are you that talking about? That was the hell, boldest though. prediction you could have possibly made. And you nailed like seven, seven predictions within one prediction. Like, you nailed so them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I felt as if I wasn't going bold enough. That's just that's just how it works in my head because, you know, when you start doing these whole danger zone things, and you know, it's like, yeah, you got to pick the most improbable outcome. Right. Anyways, that's hot matter. take artist, Jane. Yeah. The in, inside, Dude, inside, the, inside the mind. Gets 200 yards, though. Oh, my God. Hello. I will, not, I will find, not come back to Find podcast. this audio. Find happens. this. You know yeah. what I mean? you got to find the audio. Yeah. You do have to do it. Clip it. Uh, Rod Smith <laughs> versus Seattle. I didn't even realize this was a revenge game. Someone had to point this out to me online. That's a deep cut. Uh, he was a practice squad player for Seattle, played one game. For the Seahawks back in 2015, Rod Smith versus Seattle revenge game. Everyone's rolling their eyes at me. Yeah, <laughs> not, not with Zeke back. <laughs> Zeke time, baby. This next one's kind of interesting, okay. though. Capri Bibbs playing for Washington, which I'm sure a lot of folks did not realize. Capri Bibbs playing for Washington. Taking on Denver. Mm-hmm. Revenge for Capri Bibbs? What say you, Matt Harmon? Yeah, Capri Bibbs, uh, his only other NFL action has been with the uh, with the Denver Broncos. He played 29% of the snaps last week. Um, I, You know, he took uh, – he did catch all four of his passes. I mean, all four of his targets last week, 47 yards and one touchdown. Like, this is an offense that likes to throw to pass-catching running backs. They don't yes. really seem like they want to trust Capri. I mean, not, not Capri Bibbs. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan. Right, Samaj P. Ryan. He's been catterable. Yeah. He, the last he few has, games. He has been bad. Sam, Sam, I mean, the, the offensive Sam, Sam J. Perrine or whatever. Sam J. Uh, but, yeah, no, I – this is this one is kind of interesting to me. I don't know. I mean, it's getting real cute to, to to play Capri Bibbs, but wouldn't shock me. Hey, hey guys, you know what defense has given up the most receiving touchdowns to running backs this year? Oh, baby. Denver Broncos. Oh, baby, here we go. Uh, Six. Here we go. This Capri Bibbs. Yes. He, he scored a receiving yes. touchdown last I mean, you're, you're really banking on, like, an explosive play. Like, he scored on that, what, 36-yard catch and run last week. It was like a screen. Yeah. But, hey, man, 
Hey, revenge, baby. He's got a he's got a history of this. I'm buying it. You know, I don't know if you guys know this, but he he, in addition to scoring on that 36 yard catch and run, I believe last week, uh, 2016 with these Denver Broncos. Oh, he did score another long receiving touchdown. Uh, The total yardage was 69 yards. So nice, very nice. So that's good. That's nice. I remember that. Receivers against Chris Harris Jr. and it keeps a leap. I mean, you'd think that. The, the way to also, by the way, I don't, you didn't include this on here, but Vernon Davis revenge game. Vernon Davis revenge. Game? He, you uh, might have forgotten uh, that. He, you might have forgotten Davis that retired. That he, no, no, he won a ring. He won a ring with the Broncos. He won a ring with the Broncos. Oh wow! Yes, no, it's what? easy to forget because he didn't do <laughs> didn't do a damn thing. Wait, 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 what? But remember, he, he started did? he started the year. No, I don't remember this with at the Forty ers and was traded mid-season yeah. to the Denver Broncos. Right. Played, oh, my God. You're right. I forgot about games, that. Caught 20 passes for 201 yards. His big moment, I, I can't remember I the game, but in a big, either at the end of regular that. season game or playoff game, dropped a hideous, like a hideous drop. And that was what – As like, he is wont to do. He, he looked completely finished yeah. with the Broncos. Looked completely done. Yeah. And, and people were excited about it, though, because he, 100%. Was, he was a tight end coming to uh, you know, people a Peyton like, Manning. T- to a Peyton Manning team, a Gary Kubiak team. Yeah. The history yeah. with that tight oh, end position. Sure. Julius Thomas. This, I mean, so, well. so revenge game for Vernon Davis. Yeah. Cause, but at the same time, is it really revenge? Because he did get that ring in 2015 <laughs> with that team. <laughs> Vernon Davis, Super Bowl champion wow so thanks for having me game wow. yeah right i think you should i think you should probably go out and put up another negative fantasy point game well, as, a, as a thank you to these denver broncos well per the metrics then vernon davis is actually a greater player than both antonio gates and tony gonzalez because he's won a championship ring true that's, that's oh, how it works yeah. uh, obviously so he is a greater player definitely than definitely and more, more talented you know 100 yes that's Look. how the metrics work out I mean, you you can't really argue with the facts, <laughs> but it's also it's also a great matchup. Right. the The Broncos have allowed 902 receiving I know, isn't yards, that crazy? two tight ends. Yeah, this tight year. ends have just second done work most on in the NFL. But that's and that's because teams don't want to throw at those cornerbacks, like Chris Correct. mentioned. That's why they've given up a lot of receiving production to, to running, running backs and tight ends. Okay. So yeah, it makes sense. I don't know both these. I mean, we, maybe we're sitting here on Monday morning and Capri Bibbs and, uh, Vernon, and Vernon Davis. Davis have both found six. Yes. Oh my God! Vernon Davis is so a tough stupid. one. He he uh he is on my one championship roster. You're and not playing him, are you? Uh, yeah, I don't think I can. <laughs> wow, we just talked that whole time about how Vernon Davis is going to go off. Yeah, but like, yeah, but I, have, I, have, I can't I, play. I, first of all, no. that whole section was just literally just a joke because we started talking about him being greater than Tony Gonzalez I and Antonio know. Gates. Well, we weren't kidding. Oh, wait, oh sorry, <laughs> my bad, my bad. He does have the ring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I might, I might make, oh. I might make Vernon Davis my bold prediction. Vernon though. Davis had negative zero point two points. Yeah, because he had two catches for eighteen yards and a fumble. Nice. Oh my god. It's been a ni- nightmare for Vernon. <laughs> he's, he's been bad for the last <laughs> month. I don't think he's caught more than two passes since no. he ghosted on that Thanksgiving. Uh, so yeah, good last year. In the beginning of this year, he was, oh, so good. He was money, man. I, I was, th- I was starting him on like three or four fantasy teams every single week and getting, you know, in like PPR, getting double digits yeah. and like you feel great about that with tight. Ends. And then it's like, then Jordan Reed goes on IR, and it's like their bodies did that switchback. Because yeah. at the beginning of the year, I remember saying like, it looks like Jordan Reed is like the 35 year old, and Vernon Davis is yeah. the spry young move tight end. Hundred percent. Maybe they like did some some of that witch doctor things. I don't uh, know. Went back to normal. Yeah, I don't know. I Tough. Don't we'll know. have to do an investigative report at okay. the end of the year. Good. Good. Perfect. It's uh, a lot of Vernon Davis talk. Holy <laughs> hell. 
Good lord. Uh, Kamar Aiken. No. Stop. Indianapolis. Stop. I have a few stats on Versus Kamar Baltimore. <laughs> Why? What are you talking about? This guy's the Kamar Aiken truther over here. True. Are you kidding remember, me? Remember my whole thing? A yeah, few years dude. Ago? Uh, listen, Dante Moncrief not expected to play in this game. It could open up a few more opportunities for Kamar Aiken. Revenge game or no. Yeah, well, you know what? Wish, Kamar Aiken's had, wish, had opportunities this season. I wish this podcast were on video. Kamar Aiken has, oh my God. this season, yeah. 41 targets, yes, 14 receptions. <laughs> no, that's not possible. That's correct. That is impossible. That is, that's a 34% catch rate. That is impossible. He doesn't have a catch no. since week eight. Uh, when he had two two receptions on five targets. He this has, is impossible. Since week eight, he actually has five targets sprinkled through like three games and hasn't caught Dude. a single one. Okay, Snap, hold up. Snap rates of ele- over those last four games, 11%, 30%, 59%, and 63%. He's we need on the to, field. He's on the field. I need to ask research of all the wide receivers who have at least 40 targets. Yeah. He has to be the worst. Zay Jones is going to be up there. But you know what? He had that. He had a couple it's game terrible. stretch. No, no. He had a couple game stretch actually where he was okay. Zay, well, no, actually, Zay that did. he was actually good. Yeah, Zay. Before I'm he saying. got hurt. Yeah. Um, that may have boosted his catch rate. But what? 14 out of 41? Yes. That's not possible. <laughs> that's well. that's pretty unreal. That's it. That's an impossible number. I know. Amari Cooper is 48 percent. 48 percent catch rate. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. So there you go. Kamari cannot uh, revenge him. Yeah. Yeah, no. No? Yeah. No, no definitely no, Definitely not. do not play Kamari. But, hey, who was that guy Thursday night, that tight end guy on the Colts who, like, came out of nowhere? Ro- Rosas? No, that's the kicker. No, that's the kicker. Uh, no, you know, I know you who know you're who talking, talking about. Yeah, about. yeah, I no, no, no. I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, I was getting all mad because my Jack Doyle shares were not doing anything. Uh, Ross Travis. Ross Travis, former basketball player. Of course he is. Of course he was. He made some plays. I mean, no, he had no, two he catches, but he, and and he's like the RSJ scenario yes. where he doesn't get on the field a lot, yes. but literally every single time he's out there, they throw him the damn ball. Yeah. Well, he's six six two twenty five. Like he's a freak. Yeah. He's I've looked at the numbers. Okay, you've looked at the numbers. Okay. Zay Jones, thirty five point seven percent catch rate. Yeah. So that's better Aiken's than Aiken's worse. Aiken is thirty four point one. Yeah. Amazing. That's hideous. Of all, are are we saying of all receivers who have at least forty yes. targets? Yes. It's the worst, right? Kamar yeah, yeah, Aiken? It's, it's the worst. Amazing. That's got to be historically bad. It's got to be. It has to be. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's terrible. Wow. Uh, Good stuff. Don't start Kamar Aiken, guys. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> long story out. short, thank God you tuned into this podcast. Yeah. Holy hell. I, the only other one here. By the way, <laughs> I apologize to the Aiken family because, holy hell, we just, <laughs> we just dragged him. If you want one more hideous uh, one, wow. before, before we should probably move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not helping anyone Br- right now. Brashad Perryman has 31 targets on the year. He's got eight passes. Oh. <laughs> 25.8% catch rate. That's, oh. the lo- that's the lowest. Oh that's the lowest. God. of any. He has 30, so 30 plus targets. That's oh, the lowest. Right. He doesn't have that 40 mark. I wonder, Damn, what his, I wonder what his average depth of target is. I mean, at least you could say, tell yourself some kind of story where no, he gets yeah. all these deep shots and Joe Flacco's hurt and so he can't catch. I don't know. Leave these guys alone. Just, they, yeah. They've been through enough. Yeah, we should probably stop beating <laughs> up on these guys. 
Uh, last one, no, Russ. Just so. okay. Russell Shepard, Carolina no. versus Tampa Bay. No, it's the oh, bird. It's okay. the nah. It's the bird show. Okay, it's the mere bird show. Okay, good. Uh, let's get to most damn games. You could find all of the matchups a little later on this afternoon on a Thursday at NFL.com/slash/fantasy/matchups. The boys here will cover every single game, unlike we do on the podcast. Uh, it's most damn games. On Saturday, we got two contests, but we'll talk about one. It's Minnesota at Green Bay. We talked about Green Bay at length. What about Minnesota? Matt Harmon. Yeah, so uh, I think either it's tomorrow on NFL Fantasy Live. The hipsters are talking to you about Jarek McKinnon. Correct. Uh, so we, re- I really, really like McKinnon in this spot. Me too. Uh, if you look at Case Keenum, he has a 100 8.6 pass rating on throws where he gets rid of the ball in under two and a half seconds. Uh, the Packers are one of the worst at defending quick passes of that variety. They allow a league-high 120 passer rating and 19 touchdowns on plays with two and a half seconds or less to throw. So, And a lot of that is because they really struggle against these pass-catching running backs. They've given up 34 catches over the last four weeks, which is the most to the position. Okay. Uh, we just saw Christian McCaffrey rip them up last week. Tore and McKinnon. Uh, went wild as a receiver uh, against the Bengals last week. Racked 100 plus? 114 receiving yards on seven catches out of the backfield. That Amazing. was the third most receiving yards any players recorded on targets out of the backfield over the last two years. Is that right? Yes. I know he had the fourth most or fifth most receiving yards of any pass catcher uh, last week. And you're like, oh, this guy's a part-time running back player. It's like, what? how is this possible? But, yes. yes. McKinnon is the, is the pass catching guy. I think you want to you want to side against like, – or you want to side trying to get all your Vikings yes. in here. Yes. Um, yes. Against this defense. But especially like, the running backs. Yeah, the running backs I think you roll out there. And with the receivers, like I think Adam Thielen will rebound. He was a victim of game script last week. Right. And Stephon Diggs we know is like – Volatile. High, volatile, high ceiling, yeah. low, lower, like not disastrous floor, but pretty low floor. Just a note on Case Keenum, real quick. Yeah, if you own him, start him. He's gonna win you your fantasy league. Ooh, the Packers, Ooh, the sexy. Packers, the Packers defense is bad at everything. Yeah, they're bad. But in the last month, yeah. they've allowed top twelve finishes to every fantasy quarterback they've faced, including two. QB ones. So it was Cam Newton last week, Deshaun Kaiser QB twelve in week fourteen. He threw Kaiser threw three touchdown passes against Packers. Okay. okay. Jameis Winston in week thirteen was the QB. How is Dom Caper still employed in this league? I don't know. And Big Ben was a QB yeah. one in week twelve. So So there you go. Case Keenum. Case Keenum, go get it. Light it up. Yeah. I like it. Hopefully he throws all the touchdowns to Jerick McKinnon. Yes. Here we go. Uh Sunday games. Sunday, it's the Sunday, Sunday. L.A. Rams at Tennessee taking on the Tennessee Titans. Matt Franchise, what do you got? Uh, you're starting, definitely going to start Robert Woods, uh, Todd Gurley. Uh, maybe, you know, I don't I'm kind of on the fence on Jared Goff because he hasn't been great. Like we saw last week with uh, Todd Gurley scores four touchdowns, but Jared yeah. Goff only has like ten fantasy points, right? True. Uh, and Tennessee hasn't allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver, I think, in four games, hmm. which is uh, a little interesting because we see them as a, a bad secondary. You know, that allows a lot of points to wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, there's I, I don't I don't know I don't really know what to tell people on Jared Goff. I think there's probably more guys guys with more upside that you can fire up this week. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I like the upside, but I think the I think the floor is is pretty low for because of Todd Gurley. Because right. if they get close, just hand it to Todd Gurley. Right. But that being said, they get close a lot. So anytime you have a quarterback or an offense in general that gets to the goal line that often, I, I want a piece of that. I'll, I'll at least. Roll them out there and, and hope for the best. My uh, theory on the 
Titans defense is I do think they have a legitimately bad secondary, but it, but I think because their offense is so stale and malaise mm. that they don't force opposing offenses to come out of their shell. They right. are the football outsiders tracks pace. They're the fourth slowest offense in the NFL in terms of getting a snap off and everything, yeah. which makes no sense considering Marcus Mariota was like a high, you know, no huddle sort of shotgun type of quick passer. And, uh, and literally every single time you watch this Tennessee offense go into a like a quicker pace, no huddle type offense, they look so much better. Yeah. They've also cut his out-of-pocket snaps almost in half this year. It's down from like 15.2% to 7.7% of plays in the pot or pass attempts in the pocket. So really doesn't make a lot of sense what they're doing there with him. Uh, but, yeah, and so what I, my theory on that is that, like, the tough thing about rolling your, your Titans, your guys out against the Titans, is I don't think they'll force teams to get out of the shell. And I, I don't I think the Rams are really all that interested in, in coming out of the shell. I've seen you don't think so? Well, I mean, obviously they want to put up points. Yeah, they they do. But I think if they but if they get into a, a script where they're just beating up on you with Todd Gurley, I mean, we just saw that. Like, yeah, they they they, they if they, if if they don't have to put the game on Jared Goff, I don't right. think that they will you know force the issue. Okay. So I I think I, like I'm with franchise. I think that the there are guys I like more than Jared Goff. I yeah. see the pathway to the ceiling, but I also right. see the real pathway to the floor. And and I just think there are going to be more quarterback streamers that okay. I trust. Fair enough. Buffalo at New England. Matt Harmon, what do you got? Yeah, obviously we talked about all the revenge game narratives. Indeed. Some super important Lo- stuff. <laughs> Love it, yes. <laughs> uh, Tyrod Taylor has a has a good history against the Patriots, especially okay. as a runner, and I think that's because they play such a high volume of bump-and-run press man coverage, and, right. and we see that quarterbacks have a lot of success against those man coverage defense because obviously the secondary turns are back to them, and they can that's just what pick off and run. Indeed. So I think Tyrod is a fine, not great quarterback streamer mm. in this matchup. Um their offense, though, other than that, is just shady or bust. I mean, I'm not. Don't mess around with any of the pass catchers. It's tough to even know who some of these like. What are these guys doing out there with Kelvin Benjamin's playing on like a torn meniscus? Give me a break. Um, and, and then on the Patriots, we side, highlighted like, Zay Jones. Yes, we, we highlighted Zay Jones' uh, accomplishments <laughs> this year. <laughs> Uh, and, and other than that, on the Patriots side, I think you know who you're rolling out there. Yeah. Brandon Cooks is is kind of reverted back into sort of a boom bust player, uh, which isn't surprising. Um, and other than that, it's, it's I love Deion Lewis this week, yeah. man. Yeah. Love yeah. him. Yeah, I think I, like he's I said, go I nuts. I hope that he gets more receiving work. I mean, we know he is a good pass catcher. Back in his breakout 2015 season, he averaged yeah. 5.1 catches per game. It's all the way down to just 1.5 catches per game. They the theory on Lewis has been they don't want to overwork him because they know he is he's prone Injury to prone, get injured. Yeah. Although he's been really healthy all year, maybe now that we're later in the season, I mean, it's, I think in the playoffs we could really see like Dion get a full workload, which is. Which he should. He's yeah. like, he's been amazing all year. And obviously Gronk is going to be feasting yeah. as well. Uh, Atlanta taking on New Orleans in the Big Easy. Matt Franchise, what do you got? I think if you are in your fantasy championship this week and all right. you've made it this far with guys like Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram and Michael Thomas and Drew Brees, you're firing up all these guys. Hell I mean, yeah. The Saints have the number one total offense in the NFL. Uh, they're top five in scoring, rushing, passing, all those categories. So, you want a piece of the Saints offense. Um, and the cool thing about the running backs there, too, yeah. it doesn't matter what the game script is. Oh, no. If they're up big, they're going to get work. Yeah. If they're down or if they're in a competitive – they haven't really been down very often. But right. if they're in a competitive game, they're going to get work. And they both can catch passes. They both can You know run. what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
and the last time these two, two teams met in week 14, it was that Thursday night game. The Saints lost in a close one. It was on the road. Now they're returning home. They lost Alvin Kamara early in that game. Right. So if you if you survive that with Alvin Kamara going out, you know, you get him back, and I think the Saints are just going to dominate the Falcons. And the Falcons almost lost to the Bucks last week. I they mean. did. But this but, is one of those games, man. The the Falcons yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Saints. You know what I'm saying? They're always close games. Yeah. They're always exciting. It's in always the kind dome, of a shootout. You know? And that's then, what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a shootout. That'd and, be great. And people I know, like, I had one guy tweet at me, like, oh, should I drop Julio Jones for, like, Keelan Cole? Because, oh, hey, Like, people are tilting Come on, on Julio Jones right now. Let's not get crazy. He's been kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're, you're it's a fantasy championship. Yeah. You're starting Julio Jones. You're starting Devonta Freeman. You can't trust Matt Ryan. This doesn't help for fantasy, but man, it's just it is unfair how much pass interference that they allow defenders to get away with on Julio because he's yeah, so big. I know he's such a big guy out there, and there's but there's so much interference going on uh, when that ball goes in the air to Julio, and they don't call it just because again it's you know you don't see a lot of movement. You know what I'm saying? Because he's so big, but man, there's so much hand fighting. It's like little, unbelievable little gnats. You like, know what I mean? <laughs> I just think it's unfair. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, Attacking a giant. Tampa Bay will stay in the NFC South. Tampa Bay at Carolina. What do you got, Matt Harmon? Yeah, we talked a little bit about the Bucks in this one. I don't know that I really want to play uh, Jameis Winston here. Uh, that would be aggressive. But this is a good matchup for the wide receivers. I mentioned that Carolina has allowed a lot of production to wideouts. In fact, they've allowed 819 receiving yards over the last four weeks, which leads the league. Uh, their cornerbacks are young, and James Bradbury hasn't really – He's been up and down all year. Their right. other spot has been kind of a revolving door. Seven touchdowns allowed over the last four weeks, too, which also leads the NFL. So I think Mike Evans, you got to be hopeful that he's going to have a breakout, uh, and a, a big game here. Yeah. Uh, we saw him get going. You know, this is why you yeah. just, just why you just trust the volume, just right. trust the volume, whatever. Like to ignore the recent results and just know that it's going to come eventually. I think it could come once again here. Chris Godwin, I think, is a sleeper because of that matchup, as I mentioned. Uh, Cameron Brait, like. You know he's been banged up too. I don't know that I really, w- I don't know that I really want to trust him. I don't know if you guys have a better feeling now that OJ Howard's going to be out. But my instinct is is probably, probably to look elsewhere. He's been banged up too. Yeah, yeah. I mean he has been hurt, but it's it's all about do you, can you tell yourself a story where Tampa Bay gets in goal to go situation? Because if they do, Cameron Brate's that guy. Yeah. But if they're scoring from far out, then you know between the twenties, Cameron Brate's. You know, whatever. whatever. You know what I mean? But once they get within the red zone, once they get within the green zone, it's Cameron Bray time, man. So um, if you could see them, if you could see Tampa Bay moving up and down in this game, getting close to the goal line, Cameron Bray's your guy. Dirk Cutter said that in terms of Doug Martin's suspension that it is, quote, unquote, behind us. Yep. Uh, so you would think that he's going to be back out there. I think so. Uh, which just kind of muddles the backfield and makes me not want to mess around with him or Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber, excuse me. Right. Uh, on the uh, Carolina side, Cam Newton was QB1 last week. I think he's obviously worth a start against the Buccaneers defense. Oh, that yeah. stinks. They just put Vernon Hargraves, who wasn't playing all that well, on IR. They've allowed 710 receiving yards to or yards to wide receivers, which is the fifth most over the last four weeks. Wow. Uh, so I Jared think, McCoy not there as well on the defensive yeah. line. Devin Funches, I think you trust. I think you trust him again. It, okay. It's a thin. It's a thin spot for all of these Carolina pass catchers. Like, I don't think all of them can come out and eat in terms of McCaffrey, Olsen, Funches, and Demir Bird, but I think you want to try to get all these guys out there. Demir Bird, obviously the, the, the thinnest of the bunch, yeah. li- literally and figuratively. Uh, but uh, he has big playability, and they want him out there. They've, they wanted a speed element on the team. That's why they traded Devin or uh, Calvin Benjamin to the Bills. 
tried to get Curtis Samuel. He got hurt. And Demir Bird's been a player that's been with them for a while. We, like I said, we saw him play plenty last week, and yeah. I think he's worth a deep shot again this week. Miami at Kansas City in Arrowhead. Matt Franchise, what do you got? I think the only Miami player you can trust is Kenyon Drake here, maybe Jarvis Landry in a PPR because the Chiefs – Chiefs are a defense you can pick on uh, with opposing wide receivers. Yeah. But the Chiefs defense. Doesn't it feel like it's a Kenny Stills type game, though? Mm. No? Devontae Parker maybe pops up? No. Okay. I mean, I think they both had (laughs) – I think three players had double-digit targets for the Dolphins last week, but that's because Cutler threw it like 50 times. Uh, God, he looks so bad. Yeah, he he just – he turned back into a pumpkin. (laughs) But the Chiefs defense has been better lately. They've held opposing teams to 15 and 13 points. One of those teams was the Chargers last week, and they they had been hot. So. Uh, the Chiefs, I like the Chiefs as a streamer just because the Dolphins factor. offense is so bad. Yeah. yeah. Then on the Chiefs side, since uh, week 13, uh, they're back. Like the, the 29 points per game, 426 yeah. total yards per game, 150 rush yards per game. Yep. Uh, I don't want to say you can trust Alex Smith, but he's throwing more deep balls. It helps out guys like uh, Tyreek Hill, obviously. Yeah. You're firing up Kareem Hunt, and Travis Kelsey's a must-start every week. Yeah. I mean, KC, it's the easiest offense to predict from a fantasy perspective. Yeah. yeah it's you nice. know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very like convenient. Tyreek yes. Hill, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, so three guys. Like, okay, three guys. Those three guys, and you're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Denver at Washington, not going to break down this game. You know why? Because we're going to tease this oh. game. You know why? Because the boys here in this room, uh, including Alex Gilhar, we pick this game on NFL Pick'em, presented by Boss. Airs Saturday morning. Go get it. Can, can you get, on give NFL us guys, Network? Can you give us a tease? A little tease. What you're going to be doing? Uh, yes, we are uh, not in the North Pole. Okay. I'm going to say that. We're not in the North Pole. But there is a sleigh. <laughs> there the is a sleigh. And we're not waiting on reindeer. We're waiting on Broncos. To carry the sleigh oh, yes. all the way to Washington. That's right. There you go. We had some fun with it. We That's did. Cool. Yeah. It's uh oh, there is an epic snow angel <laughs> in this oh, yeah, there's, as well. There's some funny little bits this Oh time. my goodness. Yes. So uh if you would like to see Matt Franchise doing a snow angel, tune in to NFL Pick'em <laughs> on Saturday. In a brand new down. shirt too. <laughs> Gorgeous. Now we got to get it dry cleaned. You know, break. You dry clean your flannels. What's going on uh, here? A, it wasn't a flannel, oh. and no, that was a joke. Oh my bad. Denver <laughs> at Washington. We'll break it down on NFL Pick'em Saturday morning. Jacksonville in the Yay area taking on the Niners. Matt Harmon, what do you got? Yeah, mentioned at the top talking about Fournette, how strong the 49ers run defense has been lately. So I think you want to attack them with the passing game, and that brings up fantasy quarterback. Uh, league winner Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles! Oh my God! It's week 16, and you're starting Case Keenum and Blake Bortles. Yes! What a time yes! to be alive! But What's Bortles, happening? we know Bortles has been cooking lately. Yeah, he has, and he's been oh, yeah. taking advantage of of bad match. I mean, good matchups for him. So Dude, he's his, trash. He's his okay swagger, yeah, is right. off the charts. I know right it's now. amazing. If he's trash, he's okay with it. Yeah, he's he's loving life. It's been fun. Um, I don't think we're gonna get Marquis Lee back in this game, but that's fine. I mean, Keelan Cole is playing really well. Well, D.D. Westbrook playing really well. Yeah, Jaden Mickens getting into the action. Jaden um, Mickens. I think I think bro. I think Cole and Westbrook like what? you can you can you can use those guys as like yeah. as 
flex plays. Yeah. For sure. I agree. Especially against this secondary. I think both of them have high ceilings, and I think both of them have scary low floors. Yeah. I mean, we saw it last week. Right. Westbrook. Yeah. yeah With just, Westbrook yeah. just disappearing. Yep. He drew a couple of pass interference plays. Right. Hopefully those go just the other way, and he comes down with them. You know what I mean? Um, and, yeah, so I think you. I think those are the Jags you're, you're looking to use. And, yeah, Fournette, like, if he plays, I mean, I think you got to play him oh, because he's going to get goal yeah. line work and 100%. everything. It's, yeah, just yeah, not, yeah. it's just not the matchup that you think. Um, and then I, on the 49ers side, this is where it gets tough. This is where it's tough. I don't know what the hell you do with Jimmy G. He's been playing so well. I don't think you play Garoppolo. No. Okay. I don't. I don't think you play Garoppolo against the secondary. I think there are other options. All right. The tougher question is Marcus Goodwin. Because Goodwin's been awesome. I mean, he has almost 300 yards in his last three games with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been great. He's getting all the air yards, getting all the targets. Yeah. So it's it's you know. But not- he's a smallish back going up or smallish wide receiver going up against Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye. Ay ay ay. It's tough. It's a it's a lighter version of the conundrum with DeAndre Hopkins last week. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is a better player than Marcus Goodwin. Uh, but slightly. Slightly. Yes. But it's it's the same thing. All the volume is going that way. Yeah. This is the way things look like they're trending. Uh, do you just trust that volume as is what I would preach almost all the time? It's a tough matchup. I think it just depends on your other options. Okay. But I wouldn't – if if it, if you roll them out and it doesn't work out, I don't think you can hate yourself because the process it, it is good in terms of following that volume. Okay. If I, if I could, I would actually say I think Trent Taylor is a safer floor. Interesting, yeah. In this ball game because I think he will be away – from those outside corners, he's a great route runner, man. And um, and I tell you what, you look at his uh, average yards of separation at target. Um, Jimmy G does trust him somewhat. He now he doesn't get the nearly the target volume that Marcus Goodwin is, but he is the clear cut number two wide receiver uh, in this offense. But again. Boy, that, that gets it, it gets pretty dicey. Uh, but yeah, Marcus Goodwin definitely a higher ceiling play. I think, my personal opinion, I think Trent Taylor uh, has a better floor. Uh, but again, you're only rolling out. I think you're only rolling out either one of those guys in PPR formats anyway. That's just, and again, at the flex as well. That's just, but that would just be my take. All right, Seattle taking on Dallas at Dallas. French, what do you got? Yeah, so I think. You're starting Russell Wilson. I mean, he's regressed the last two weeks, uh, 50.8% completion rate, only 251 pass and rush yards per game. Like, he's he's the quarterback one in fantasy. Yep. He had a terrible game last week. Yep. He threw three picks the week before. That was against Jacksonville. But I don't think there's any way you, you're, you're going to bench uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, you're starting uh, Zeke Elliott, obviously. I think his return – Helps out Dak's outlook a little bit. I mean, as much as we want to say, it doesn't really matter if Zeke is on or off the field. The numbers point to Dak plays better when Zeke is there. Right, exactly. So he kind of, you know, he kind of stabilizes that offense. Indeed, he does. He's not going to get you one yard rushes like Alfred Morris will. Right. Maris. Um, Maris. Maris. That's right, Maris. Maris. And the Dallas defense has been pretty good lately. They've given up 14, 10, and 17 points to the last three opponents. I mean, okay. those teams have been Washington, New York, and Oakland. So they haven't been uh, amazing opponents, but I think you can fire up Dez. Uh, you're firing up Dak. You're firing up Zeke and Russell Wilson. You're not going to start any running backs on the Seahawks. Mike Davis is a no for me. Like we said, the Cowboys haven't allowed a touchdown to running backs in the last four weeks, and I can never figure out the Seahawks wide receivers. So, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, the, all three of them scored against Jacksonville. I think Doug Baldwin had six yards. Last, last week, week. Last week, right. Doug Baldwin had six yards. Jimmy Graham had negative one. And that was against the Rams in a game where, oh. where Wilson attempted 30 passes. Like, it's just 
painful. No, I think they get back on track. I though. think they get back on track. Yeah. I mean, I think they're they got embarrassed at home. Now they go on this sure. road game. I think it's an elimination game for both teams too. So they're going to be, you know, the thing. And the thing about Dallas, you think that they have a great pass rush, and they do. But it's the type of pass rush in my mind that actually works well with what Russell Wilson wants to get done because their pass rush comes around on the edge, yeah. whereas the LA Rams, their pass rush comes up front with Aaron Donald, right? So. Uh, those edge rushers, I, I think they're going to be grasping at air a lot. And yeah. if we're talking about into the fourth quarter where these guys have been running around like crazy for three quarters, I think that pass rush is going to start to break down. I think Russell Wilson gets off in this game, and I do believe Doug Baldwin and Jimmy Graham get back on track. Okay, okay. I'm with you. Well. Okay. So I'm there you, you go. Okay. Uh, Monday Night Football, we got two of them on a Christmas day just for the extra tilt for those of you in your fantasy championships. First game up, Pittsburgh at Houston. I was thinking about this myself. I'm going up against Lev Bell. If I have a lead going into Monday night of anything less than 25 points, I'm going to be tilting hard yeah. Yeah, in this sucks. game. Yeah, I'm going to be tilting so hard. It's going to suck on Christmas to, like, <laughs> Lev Bell tilt. Because I was thinking about this <laughs> because Christmas, on mama. Monday, yeah. in the in the other league where I was – I'm playing for a third-place game. I was up I was up 20 points uh, going against Devontae Freeman on Monday night. Oh. And I let out an audible scream <laughs> when he ran that that long touchdown run in for, for TD. Yeah. It was a loud <laughs> scream. And was it like that? Yes, it was. It was like a mix of like Chewbacca being stabbed right in the gut. Oh, that's what it. That's what it was. Sounds unpleasant. <laughs> oh god. Uh, but the Pittsburgh tilt is gonna be real, man. Yeah, it's gonna be real. Pittsburgh taking on Houston. Uh, what do you got, Matt Armin? Yeah, I mean, we talked about the Ben Roethlisberger road narratives, et cetera, and all the many ways you can uh, yes, take that. But please. this is a great matchup for oh them. God, Obviously, yeah. the Texans' defense has just completely fallen apart amid a lost season. Yeah. Uh, Martavis Bryant, Juju Smith-Schuster are in good positions. 100%. Um, with Antonio Brown I'm team Juju all game. the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you I can, like both these guys. I think you yeah. can trust Juju, and I think Bryant – is worth consideration. Yeah, uh, you know, we high know, variance play. Yeah, high he variance made some play. sick plays last week. He he had his best game since 2015. Yeah, no doubt. And we've seen in a game like it's hard to uh, hard to remember because it was a thousand years ago. But back in 2015 playoffs, when Antonio Brown missed that Denver Broncos game, Martavis Bryant kind of went off like yeah. as the number one. So I don't think you can spin any narratives about like he can't beat you know top coverage at his best i mean right. at his best is the is the key phrase there yeah, yeah. quite some time but i think you could trust i think you could trust uh bryant as like a like you said a high variance low floor high ceiling type of play yeah, yeah. and on the texan side it's deandre hopkins or bust forget about the rest of this offense no man. lamar miller uh, i mean you want five points from <laughs> cool. not with a tj yates run <laughs> offense yeah enough. it's just a nightmare Fair i enough. mean sure if you you can there's volume there that's what I'm saying. There, I thought it was volume over everything, bro. There, there, yeah, yeah. There, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. It is volume over al- almost anything. All right, fair enough. But I mean, it's just, it's just. <laughs> no, so, no. I was just saying. No, it's, it's just, like, it's uh, just so gross. The Pittsburgh front seven has definitely started to fall apart. Obviously, with no Ryan Shazier there. But yeah, I mean, we saw last week. You know, with with uh, Texans getting blown out by the Jags, forty-five to seven. Lamar Miller had ten, had uh, eleven touches. Yeah. No. So I mean, the volume should theoretically be there theoretically but it might not be okay monday night football part two on a christmas day it's oakland at philadelphia i'm expecting an eagles bloodbath mary foles miss mary foles miss uh, deck the foles fire them up 
<laughs> deck the halls with bows of Folsey. That's ba- uh, that. Those are all terrible. Yes. <laughs> those are all th- not even remotely close to being good. Uh, no, uh, that's really bad. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, Homer Simpson going in the bush right now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Uh, French, quickly, what do we got here? Uh, yeah, Eagles, you're going to start Foles. You're going to start all your Eagles. The Raiders' defense is just hashtag bad. Yeah, they're bad. Uh, but a little concerning here, the Eagles have given up 35 and 29 points the last two games. Interesting. Their defense, there's reason for concern about this defense. And okay. I think what the Giants did last week to them kind of forced Foles to throw, have to throw four touchdown passes. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think the Raiders have what it takes in offense to kind of match that kind of production. But so so basically what I'm saying here is if, if the Eagles get up early, yeah. then maybe they kind of lean on the run game more, kind of like what we thought was going to happen last week but didn't. Right. Uh, but, you know, you're still firing up Foles. You're firing up Jeffrey, uh, Ertz. I don't know. Pick one of the Eagles running backs. It's probably Ajayi, but good luck with that. Yeah, Ajayi has seen more workload over the, the last few weeks. Just hasn't increasing wor- Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. Um, we'll see. And then uh, Oakland, I think. Michael Crabtree is it. Like, yeah. Marshawn Lynch has a terrible uh, matchup. We'll talk about him on Hipsters, too. So. Oh, my God. It's such a bad matchup for, for Marshawn. But, yeah. but he has been playing well. So He's been playing well. He has. I mean, you know. But the Eagles only give up 50 rush yards per game to running backs. That's tops in the league. So This is such an interesting week because you look at the motivation of some of these teams. You know what I mean? Christmas Day and you know Christmas what I mean? Eve. Yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah, who's gonna? Are the Raiders gonna show up cross country on Christmas Day against yeah. Philadelphia? Eagles? Why are we here? Yeah. Get yeah. us what a cheese steak. What are we doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? I don't know, man. Yeah, I wouldn't bother with any Raiders other than, other than Crabtree. Crabtree. Crabtree's, Crabtree's it. it. And even that, I just feel like that's. The guy had 17 targets last week. That's oh. that's outrageous. Oh my god, that yeah, is outrageous. Scored twice. Oh my god. Go to the website if you want information on Indianapolis at Baltimore, Cleveland at Chicago. Obviously, we passed that game. Giants at Arizona. Obviously, passed that game. Detroit at Cincinnati. LCH at the New York Football Giants. Go to NFL.com slash fantasy matchups. All right, daily daps and get out of here. Bad franchise. What do you got? I'm going to an Uber hipster show tonight, so I'm just going to daps. How on brand? Jonathan Wilson. I talked about him a couple weeks ago. He's like this guitar god. Okay. It's at this super small venue downtown. Yeah. Capacity is 275 people. Oh, Just hell yeah. a brand new venue. No one's ever heard of it. Oh, nice. oh so, man. I'm living that hipster life. Wow. Tonight. So that li- is so hipster. Yeah. It's amazing. It's called the Moroccan Lounge. So. It's called the Moroccan Lounge. Yeah. Okay, good. New new venue. So I'm just dapsing the, that. There you go. Living yeah. the hipster life. Dude, what a great life it is. Matt Harmon, what do you got? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just going to dap the Christmas season. Okay. You, know, you know I've yeah. been in on Christmas. The holiday season. No, mm, Christmas season. Oh, we're, are we, we are, saying it? We, we are saying oh, we it are. Oh, again. Okay. Okay. Oh, my bad. I thought it was the holiday season. I don't really know how to continue to express this, but we are saying it again. Okay, and uh, So Merry Christmas to all the listeners. Uh, my Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. My uh, <laughs> <laughs> my mom and stepdad got in late uh, late Tuesday night. Oh, my uh, God. Can you please share the story? So, okay, yeah, I'll share the story. So, and daily daps to my, to my stepdad. It was his That's birthday. Nice. It was his birthday yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so they got in late Tuesday, went to pick him up at the airport, sitting there waiting for their bags. And, right. and my mom's like, and so I said, Mom, where do you guys want to go out for, like, what kind of food do you want for, for Steve's birthday? I'll yeah. pick us a place. And she's like, well... <laughs> She's like, well, um, Steve wants Mexican food, but uh, not too authentic. <laughs> not I'm like, too authentic. I'm like, okay, so you want to go to Taco Bell? <laughs> what do you mean? 
She's like, no, like, uh, kind of like Tex-Mex. I'm like, Mom, <laughs> you're, you're, in so, you're in Southern California. <laughs> and you have the access to the best Mexican food in the world. But, like, because I, t- I, t- I took him to I took him to El Nepal last time there, which right. is, like, badass, really good, authentic yeah. Mexican food. 100%. I'm like, that was a little too authentic. So I kind of knew what she meant, yeah. but it was very funny yesterday. I brought it up in our in our Slack chat. Just God. like, so, guys, this is what I'm looking for. <laughs> we were all so offended. <laughs> so offended. <laughs> So many different jokes. Uh, Poor Steve just getting dragged. Oh, and I told oh him about God. this yesterday, and he thought it was really funny. Take him to oh Del Taco. Yeah, right. Like, no, but, I, but I knew what I knew what he's like. Just looking for like good Mexican no. food, but not too. I got you. Authentic. Ameri- yeah, Americanized. yeah, basically Americanized. Americanized. Mex- so we yeah. found a good place in uh, in downtown Culver City. <laughs> K and Dave's food was really good. If the menu's in Spanish, don't hey, don't don't want. K and Dave's was was real was real good. It's uh, so funny. Steve, I literally could not think of another restaurant other than El Torito. I'm like, it's El Torito, and I chains. cannot and Just I like can't chains. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. What is what's a good solid you know. Yeah. Americanized, yeah, it's it's El Torito because the food at El Torito is pretty good too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at least the margaritas are. So I don't look, know. we uh, we got it done. Yeah. But Steve, Out he enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, he, we had fun. Uh, he, the food was good. Steve had a couple margaritas. He's not a he's not a big drinker. Uh, he oh ju- man! So he had two, he had two oh, margaritas. Yeah. It's his I, birthday, bro. Yo, hell yeah! That's what I'm saying. When I when yes. I got I got there uh, later, yeah. I showed up and then he's like, I ordered a drink. I'm like. Holy oh, hell! Well, it's gonna be right. that kind of night. Let's let let's go. All He's right, like, hey, give I'm me a, let bag. me yeah. <laughs> salt, salt, no salt, frozen. Uh, it was frozen. Yeah, okay. frozen, salt, frozen and flaming, salt, flaming. Margaritas? No, no flaming. Oh. No flaming. El Compadre does that. They light them on fire. Good, nice, nice. I like Don't it. Don't burn your face. Yeah, exactly. Producer Chris, what do we got? <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna piggyback on what Harmon said and just dap the holidays merry christmas okay. good Damn right. to the listeners merry christmas indeed good luck on your in your uh, fantasy championships this weekend and, jingle uh, bells it's been a yeah. fun year man it's been it has my been a first fun year. year kicking it with you guys good. i've had a lot of fun nice yes. uh well, it's will, not over yet it's not over not yet off, not off the hook yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> but you do it now because it's right. you know yeah, exactly. christmas exactly. and we're all feeling emotional and meaningful good. yes well, I'm always uh, feeling emotional, but yes. I'm not feeling not meaningful, meaningful, though. No. Yeah, not meaningful, no. though. Uh, two daily daps. <laughs> One uh, goes out to the garage out here in Culver City. Uh, did a little team building there last night, uh, and it's our relative go-to spot now that uh, Casa Gil Harmon is closed down forever because right. we used to go to uh what is that play i don't even remember the gulp, it now. Oh, the gulp. Yeah. don't even i don't even remember i was now. at the gulp on friday no, last friday yes i was fake oh, let me fake news. let me pull up my bank <laughs> <statements>. <laughs> oh, no. we go to the garage now i'll be there <clears throat> i'm gonna go tonight just to well, spite you we go to the garage now and uh it's uh we had a good time there talking about various things uh Pissed I, w- I missed it yeah me too well you were getting markies with steve so there you go True. right was, right yeah um, right. Um, I will also daily daps. <laughs> the garage is a funny bar because it's like whenever I, somebody asks me to describe it, I'm like, it's just like the most whatever bar. Yeah. You know, but they have good happy hour. Deals. They got They've good got happy, great hour deals. happy hour. Deals. And it's like literally a quarter mile walk from my house. So yeah, that's can, all that matters. Yeah. I can inhale all the and they let you have dogs out on the patio. Hey, so, hey, yeah. old Chucko might be a regular appearance at team building once it's not frigid outside. Yeah, It is pretty cool. Uh, I will also daily daps. <laughs> Fantasy football 
the championships are here. Yeah, buddy. You know, here's the thing. Uh, we have become so desensitized to our various teams because I know a lot of us, ha- I, everyone in this room has at least five teams, yes, right? Yes, 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 so, unfortunately. So five teams or more. I think I, I think I was trying to manage eight teams this year. Which, Same. But you only, care, you only care about a couple, right? But here's the thing. So, so you've got, like, all these teams. You've got all these players across various formats so that during the regular season, you become agnostic, really, to almost all of your teams because you know whatever you're not tilting really. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You don't really you don't really get into a hardcore tilt on any of your particular teams because you have so many of them. Right. But once the playoffs start, yeah, yeah, and now it's that real. you're in your champion, you, you, it's like you hearken back to when you were a youth and you only had one or two teams that you actually cared about. And every game, you're just on pins and needles, man. Yeah. And this week, I and I and I'm always so appreciative of those that those feelings, no matter how stressful it is, because this is why we do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is why we do it. We got so fired up for fantasy football, and now we're doing it for a job, man. What a blessing it is! But it is so cool to get back when you get to the semifinals, when you get to the championship. And you are just a fan of your fantasy football team, yep. and you are getting after it, and you are just absolutely fired up and <laughs> living and dying by every single play, and I love it. Now, and I love Coe it. Is getting emotional. You know what I mean? I just think it's hilarious too that all these games are on Christmas Eve when people are going to be like I with know. their families. You know like what I'm saying? Not being able to really pay and attention. And people are going to be fully. tilting like crazy. Yeah, but everyone's just going to be on their phones like. Oh, little Jimmy's like running around or whatever, <laughs> like to your two-year-old cousin, and your mom's like, "Play with your cousin." <laughs> You're like, "But mom, Des, Des Bryant." You know what Where's I mean? Where's all the targets yeah, going? Yeah, yeah. You like disappear to the bathroom for like 45 <laughs> minutes and pull up a game on your exactly. phone or whatever. Crazy. There's gonna oh, there's man. gonna be ways to watch football. Just, you know what just I mean? Do it on the on the sly. Oh, exactly. Man. I love it. Fantasy football championships. I love it. Yeah. And this is the this is the time of year that I, I truly do appreciate. Uh, my job and all the uh, all the viewers and all of the uh, Twitter people out there uh, who have come along for the ride for sure. as well. All right, so there you go. That's your show for Matt Harmon, Matt Franchise, and producer Chris Wiskett from Wisconsin. Get better, buddy. We'll see you Monday. I'm James Coe. We'll see you later. Merry Christmas. We're saying it again. See you later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? 
a wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.